Hey everybody, it's Chris Aiken here, just reminding you that all of my books are available on sale over at chrisakinbooks.com. And for you dummies that can't spell my last name, that's A-K-I-N. So C-H-R-I-S-A-K-I-N-B-O-O-K-S.com. Get them. Whether you want the fun musical stuff or you want the depressing divorce and burn accident stuff, it's all there. So go to chrisakinbooks.com. Aftershocks podcast here at AftershocksTV.com. And with us today to talk about the brilliant new album, Metal City, is uh I'm gonna say heavy metal hero himself, a a long-standing metal metal guy that has always set the standard for metal, and he is back once again. He is the vocalist and the bassist of the mighty band Raven. He is John Gallagher. John, how are you, man? I'm doing very good, sir. Very good indeed. Good to be here. Uh, it's always good to speak to you, man. Um, you know, it, it, it's funny, and and I was going to ask you about this a little later, but I'll ask you right off the start. I actually chatted about you, oh, I don't know, three, four months ago with Johnny Z, because um, I, I was interviewing Johnny Z, and um, and I was telling a story about how I went to his record store once. I'm from Ohio, but I was actually in the in the area, and I was he. He sold me, you know, I went into his record store to buy like a Motley Crue record or something back in 1983 or 84 or whatever it was. And he was like, ah, don't, don't buy that rubbish, buy this instead. And what he handed me was, was the Raven album, you know, from right from way back then. And it was my first taste ever into Raven and it got me absolutely hooked, man. But, um, how great is that? That even after all this time, Johnny Z, you know, a legend among legends, is still out there promoting, you know, Raven. Well, you know, it's uh, it's in the blood. It really is. You know, it's great to see him and Marsha still out there, uh, telling war stories. Awesome, sure, good stuff. Sure, definitely. That, did you get a chance to read his book at all, or not yet? I have not. I have to let my lawyers read it first. exactly (laughs) well one thing that you won't need to have your lawyers read because you know that it is par excellence is this new album metal city what a great great release from you guys you know it 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 not only is very fresh and very huge sounding but it also you know touches on the um a lot of the elements of the past i mean it's it's about as pure a Raven album as you guys have done in a really long time, man. So talk about this record, man, because it, it's a it's an ass kicker. It's the way I think it's the best thing we've ever done. It, it's you know after years of whoa, I like your new record, but I really love the first three. This is an album to eclipse the world. It's it's really that good. It's not just me seeing it. It's a lot of other people. But uh, it was organic. It's just the way it came together. Uh, and the songs are powerful. They've got some melody. They're catchy. They're heavy. They're fast. The playing is outrageous. And the sound is outrageous. So it ticks all the boxes that we wanted in an album. 
Um, but we just happened to raise the bar so much higher this time. We knew we had great songs, but really the addition of Mike Heller on drums just kicked it to the top. Sure. And, and you know, I, um, you guys, when, when you did Extermination, you know, about three years ago, I guess it, it's been now, uh, you, it, it was kind of a return to that faster side, but it's almost like with, with Matt, you, you hadn't put it all together yet where now this is just a succinct blast, you know, and, and it, it really feels like you really found your way to what you, what you were looking to do is, is that fairly accurate? Yeah. I mean, again, it was, it wasn't even planned that way, but it, it's just, you know, makes more of a player. Are you there? Were there? Yeah. It's more of a player in, in the in the vein of what Rob was, you know, Rob Hunter, or drummer back in on those early albums, where he's, uh, you know, powerful but creative with it, you know. So mm -hmm. it's a stylistic change for us, you know, not taking anything away from Joe Hasselvander at all, but sure. uh, you know, makes a younger guy, different influences. So you know, it's young blood into the pot, and it's really inspired us too. So. Uh, and, you know, we played a lot live before we even got into recording this record. Uh, and we still haven't rehearsed 250 gigs later. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Ridiculous. <laughs> right. Now, with with Metal City, you know, well, let's start there. What is, what or where is Metal City? I'm I'm assuming that that's a. That's the name of a place of, of an actual place. Is is it truly a place, or is that just kind of how you regard everywhere that you play? I was about to burst into song, Wizard of Oz style, about a, a little city in the sky. <laughs> uh, initially, it, it's two. It's double sided. It, it's about Newcastle upon Tyne, our hometown, where we come yeah. from. So, if we come from somewhere, it's got to be Metal City, right there. Right. Uh, and a lot of music's come out of this town. There's something in the water. I mean, you can go back to The Shadows, The Animals, Sting, Mark Knopfler, uh, what's his name? Brian Johnson from ACDC. Sure. Uh, ourselves, Fist, Tigers of Pantang, Avenger, Venom, whoever. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So there's that. And also, it's a community thing. When metalheads get together, they get a show. We form our own little city right there. Right. So it, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a community. Uh, whichever one I'm talking about is a community very much so. So it, it's about that. And I mean, the song is very anthemic. So it really led to that kind of lyrical treatment. Sure. It definitely does. And, and you know what, what's interesting about that song as well as pretty much most of the others is when you listen to it, if you're a fan of Raven at all, you certainly hear elements of the classic era. Yeah, you, you know, more more than I think you you guys have done in the last, I don't know, four or five albums. Not that those were bad albums, they're not, but this album, like, you know, some of the guitar parts, you know, remind me of Break the Chains and stuff. And it's like, you know, it, it's like, wow, this is this is really it's it's almost like it's a reach back in time without sounding dated, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I mean, it's it's somebody described it as wiped out, dragged into the twenty first century. You know, 
Mm-hmm. And I, I can say that there's the style, some of the stylistic elements, definitely the energy and the passion and the speed type sure. of thing. But you've got that modern production without it sounding like a, you know, gimmicky modern production at all. It just sounds big and clear and real. And right. It's just, you know, it's just the stars are aligned for doing it the right way. And it's the album I feel we've had in us for, for a while. And like you say, there's nothing wrong with the albums before at all. They're, they're good albums. And the last few, every time we raised the bar, we raised the bar. But with this one, we just kicked it over the moon, you know? Sure. Definitely. Now you mentioned the production, John, and uh, there's no denying that you got brilliant production on this. This is with, with regardless of the music, this is by far the, the most polished production that you guys have ever, ever captured, at least to my ears. You know, obviously Michael Wagner's a legend. Zeus is pretty much a legend and, and you worked with both guys on this. So talk about working with those guys and what they added as, you know, almost like an additional member to the band. Well, I mean, Michael Wagner jokes and he just says, you know, all you guys really need is a monkey to push record and stop. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, he, 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 he talks himself down a bit. He's got a brilliant ear and he's wonderful at getting sounds, getting guitars and bass and great to work with doing the vocals, you know. Mike actually, you know, Mike Heller recorded the drums at his own studio first, sure. which was a first for us doing it that way. But, you know, the results speak for themselves. It, it came across incredible. And then we mixed it, and we weren't totally enthused. It needed to be just a bit more. And we auditioned a bunch of guys, and this guy, Zeus, did a fantastic job of just, putting it where it was supposed to be, you know, uh, bombastic, loud, but clear. And, you know, we were just blown away when we got, we got the final results. It was absolutely just the way we wanted it. Sure. Were, were you familiar with Zeus's work prior? Because he's, you know, he's more known as being much more modern metal. He's done, you know, I mean, he's, he definitely is not known for working with the with the classic bands. He's definitely more known for the, you know, the corns and those types of bands. It it was surprising to me when I saw his name in your bio. Yeah, uh, I mean, I I'd, I'd never even heard the guy beforehand. Not so far out of touch on with that, but I'm I'm familiar with those bands and I know he'd worked with Rob Zombie and what have you. Right. And those productions are huge and obviously in many cases very uh, affected, put it that way, you know, more mm-hmm. modern. Uh, but I think he, f- from what I remember him saying, he was really enthused about working with, uh, you know, legends, which to us translates as old thoughts, uh, working <laughs> with some legends for a change. And, uh, you know, he, he did he did right by us. He did a great job where it's uh, it'll stand up with anything you've heard. It's that that good. Agree. Um, now, now, John, you know, I know everybody knows we're going through the most ridiculous time in the in the history of the world with this pandemic. It's just a killer for guys like you. It's even more of a killer because so much of your, you know, your livelihood is made, you know, getting out in front of people, getting out in front of people and performing. I mean, and ultimately in 2020, 
the way a band sells music to their fans is by getting in front of them and letting them hear it, you know, live and then selling them, selling them merch, selling them t-shirts and selling them, you know, a a signed copy of their release and whatnot. Talk a little bit about that for you, because I just have to imagine you guys are going insane sitting at home, you know, with this great record that you want to get out there and play and you just can't. Yeah, we were actually really lucky in that there was a delay on the record due to the artwork. And then we were going to tour Europe in May. And we just, uh, the opening bands we wanted, it wasn't working out. And, you know, you've got to have the right package to go out and do it right. Right. So we said, ah, it's postpone everything. And as soon as we said that, then the shamdemic came down. (laughs) And we were, you know, here we are waiting. But uh, we've got dates booked in 2021 in February for Europe. And we'll play everywhere else we can get our hands on following that. And in the meantime, I'm uh, working a side job. I'm going to be selling pitchforks and torches. (laughs) You know, the way the world's going right now, you might need them. (laughs) No, I think I'll make a bundle selling them. (laughs) (laughs) I would think so, man. Uh, do you think that the pandemic has been harder on bands like yours that just don't have history at taking these long breaks? I mean, you guys, you guys have been workhorses, you know, pretty much your whole career. You're, you record a record and then you're out and then you, you go out and you play gigs and then you start writing material and repeat, you know, and and I just have to, this is crazy. Yeah, this has destroyed the music business in every aspect. I mean, from Broadway to pop to metal to country to jazz, it's destroyed the whole thing. And, you know, I I, I have a very huge tinfoil hat on the corner of the desk here, but I'm not going to put it on right now, okay? But uh, you know and I know there's, there's, there's more to this than meets the eye. Of course. And it's it's just horrible. It's It's really horrible. And I hope reason is uh, going to come around the corner very soon and we can get back to some kind of normality because, right. uh, you know, th- this this should never have happened. And there's uh, an ulterior motive and all the rest of it. Mm-hmm. And again, you know, whatever you may think about it, we're, we're stuck with it. We're really right. stuck with it. So. We're just going to move on and, you know, hope for the best and we'll get, we'll get out and tour as soon as we can. Sure. And I'm, I'm a hundred percent there with you. You know, I, I don't think that it's complete nonsense. I mean, there's obviously something out there that's like a new disease, but you know, like, like you, I think it's like, okay, you know, when, when people have pneumonia, they're out there, they go out there and we don't shut the world down. When people have the flu, when people have bronchitis, we all keep going, but for this thing, for some reason, we don't. And, and you know, like everybody else, I think the magic cure is going to come the first week of November. You know, that's going to be exactly. all going to be better. <laughs> exactly. There's an old adage in politics where you never waste a good crisis. And someone's making a lot of hay with this crisis. That's for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah I'm with you there, brother, 100%. Yep, so, I hear. But, uh, you know, not in our hands. So we just hope, we hope for the best, hope that the right thing will happen. Right. And that, uh, you know, the USA will not be burned to the, burned to the ground before too long. And yeah. 
logic and reason shall prevail, you know? I certainly hope so. Now, you know, during this time, John, you know, you, you're seeing as well as I am, there, there's bands that are trying to do things, you know, whether it's these live stream shows or drive-in concerts or whatnot. Any of that of any interest to you? Or are you just kind of like, eh, nah? Nah, that's just fake and horrible. I mean, some of the things people are doing online are great. Some of the collaborations, stuff you would never see. That's why it's fun, you know? Sure. I mean, who thought you would see, you know, like Charlie from Anthrax doing a U2 song? I mean, right? really? <laughs> and it's great. Awesome. Sure. Uh, in my own little way, I've been doing a, a bass thing on Facebook every day for the last 150 odd days. Every right. single day. It's two minutes of bass noodles. So I'll, I'll do cover tunes, freak outs, play Hendrix, play Chordal play sound effects, anything, just showing what the bass can actually do, you know. And mm -hmm. that's been a challenge, and that's been fun. And, you know, it's just one of those things, a, a little bit of a creative outlet, you know. Sure, definitely. And, and you know, for, for musicians, you, you have to have that. You can't – music, art, art is an, as an art form, whether – like, I write books uh, outside of it, and I've been writing – as much as I've written in years because, and, and honestly, yep. I, I wish I had some direction to it because I have like 15 books started now that I've written, you know, a chapter or two here and there. And it just, it doesn't quite come together. And I think that's kind of the, the thing with this time that we're in is it does lend itself to being very creative, but at the same time, it takes away from being able to be focused it's very hard to focus right now yeah. for some time. Are, are you seeing that too? Yeah, there's a bit of that going on. But uh, I, I really just applied myself, like, with the playing thing. It's just like, okay, I've got time. Uh, the stuff I wanted to learn, there's some techniques I had that I wanted to improve upon. And then there's, there's tunes like, it's like, Stairway to Heaven. Could I really play that on the bass <laughs> with all the parts? And I figured it out. And then, you know, weird things like uh, 21st Century Schizoid Man. There's a part, the King Crimson song, that you hear sure. on a commercial these days. Uh, the part in the middle, which is like the craziest thing you could ever hear. Uh, it's like, could that be played on the bass? You know, Tori Amos piano song. Could I play that on the bass? So, you know, challenges and you, you take them up and you, you may never play anything like that in the band, but there's always a little bit of it comes in somewhere and it's like, aha, you know, sure. mm -hmm. and I've very pleased with my playing. I've learned a lot. There's always more to learn. Sure. Uh, so, so that's been cool. And I've also wrote a lot. So we've got a, a lot, even though we have a ton in the tank for the next one already, there's plenty, plenty more ideas. So, you know, we get to pick the cream of the crop, which is awesome. Very cool, man. Now, you know, John, real quick, and, and I don't want to turn this into a business conversation at all, but, and I'll just tell you, this question comes from a place of this guy just burns my ass to no end. And, and I have to think it does you musicians too. You know, this guy at Spotify saying that, that you guys that, that have built the industry, you especially a band like Raven, you know, 40 however many years you know you you laid the groundwork for bands it is insane that this guy that everybody universally 
accepts has ripped everybody off is now trying to dictate how you guys make music. Well, you need to make music every quarter and you need to release music this way if you want to make money. How do how does a band like yours and how do you personally react when you hear this guy that's never put note to to tape dictating how you guys do business and how you're supposed to be creative? Well, that's where those pitchforks and torches I was talking about earlier come in very handy. We need a march on them. Uh, this gentleman used to be a major shareholder or a mover and shaker with uTorrent, which okay. was one of the major torrent sites for ripping people off. Sure. And uh, now he's kind of went kind of went legit doing the same thing. Now they negotiate deals with the record companies, so they'll go to BMG or Sony or whoever and go, okay, uh, we'll buy your catalog. Here's whatever, $100 million for a sake of argument. Right. And the record companies go, oh, this is all stuff we've already got. And maybe stuff that's coming along the pipe. Free money. Thank yeah. you. Oh. And then the consumer is, uh, hey, I've got this app on my computer or on my Alexa or where and just type in a few things or say something and I get anything that's ever been recorded at the right. drop of a hat. How wonderful is that? So, I mean, that, that has appeal, obviously. Mm -hmm. uh, but the artists are not being compensated. We've been cut out of it completely. And without the artists' content, work, blood, sweat, tears, what have you, they have nothing. They have no product. They're a pure middleman who's ripping off the source of all this stuff. Right. And it's infuriating. And, you know, we're on it because it's basically dictated from the label we're on. There's, there's no real way out of it. Okay. Uh, uh, and I understand people browse Spotify and go, oh, well, this is cool. I'll go buy it. And that's great. But when someone can buy a cup of coffee for whatever, two, three, four bucks a pop, but they, they don't realize that an artist that may have spent literally thousands of dollars to get one song together, they're getting paid 0. 0.00074 cents. That's mm -hmm. something wrong. And you, you've seen the, the thing with Peter Frampton, you know, 50 million streams and he got 1,700 bucks. Yeah. I mean, if he's getting that, you can imagine how much people like us are getting. And sure. people... Young bands, how's a young band supposed to make any money if the major method of transmitting their music is not vinyl or CD or cassette or elastic band? It's Spotify, and they're not paying you anything. Yeah. It's horrible. It's really it horrible. And people should realize that. And, I mean, more power to people like Taylor Swift, who's a huge artist, makes a lot of money, and just said, no, I don't want to be on Spotify. Right. Until they get paid properly. Because it's more about the other people than her. She she don't care if she's getting, you know, point, 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 whatever, uh, zero, four cents or whatever. She'll actually make money on it. But she had enough smarts to realize that other people won't. And it's an right. unsustainable. Why would, you know, come along and you can be a, you can be a rock and roll star and make nothing. Right. Yeah, you know? it's, I mean, I'm dude, not in it to make money, 
but without without enough money to facilitate what we do, it gets difficult, you know. Sure. You know, I I um I associate it to like you know I, I was talking to David Ellison yesterday from Megadeth, and um he he his answer was you know because I asked him point blank you know with his solo stuff why he puts it on Spotify, and he he's he kind of equated it to like a grocery store. He said you know you have to have your product in the grocery store if you want to sell groceries, and my thought was you know what. When you go to the grocery store, they'll give you a sample. They'll give you a single bite taste of something. And then if you like it, you go buy the whole thing. Spotify is like if you go in the grocery store, eat a steak and then say, well, you know what? I liked it today. So I'll buy this. I'll pay for the steak. It's it's it doesn't make sense. It You know, eventually, no, it's, 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 you know, the, you're, you're right in that. It's, it's like a, a small fee per month and you get access to everything. Yeah. No. No, 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 no. That it's it's not it's not right. Uh it, it really isn't. And mm-hmm. hopefully, you know, hopefully things are going to change in that department, that's for sure. But we're very lucky in that we're in a genre of music where people want the physical product. Right. They don't want the download and maybe they're not as infused about the Spotify and what have you. I, I really hope so. Um, you know. We joke that we're in the we in the business of selling T-shirts, and our albums are like promos to get people in to buy T-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> well, but there's, but, there's some kind of sad truth to that. It's that, right? And that's why this uh, pandemic nonsense is really murdering us because the the be all and end all for us is to play live, and financially, sure. the be all and end all for us is to play live. So sure. you take that away, that uh, it's devastating, you know. Right, and, and 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 you are right though too with metal metal fans, probably more than and I'm, I listen to everything, you know, everything from rock to rap to metal to death metal to you know everything in between. And I've been to a million shows. Metalheads will buy merch. There's no question about that. Metalheads, metalheads will buy a CD and never play it, but they'll get it autographed by their favorite band and just put it on the shelf because that's what we do, you know, and, and that's a, that's a convenience in this time, I guess, but not in the pandemic time where you can't get out there to buy the merch, you know, and, 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 you know, I know everybody will say, well, you could sell it on your website or whatever, but it's not the same. It's not the same as the, it's the, the handshake. No, not know? at all. And the fans are savvy enough to know that, uh, hey, I'm going to go out and I'm going to support the band. I'm going to buy a CD. I'm going to buy a T-shirt. Right. I might not have a lot of money, but I'm going to put in, you know, I, I mean, and, and we we don't push it the other way where it's the meet and greet for 200 bucks. Sure. We don't do that because uh, we feel that, you know, that they've paid the money to see the ticket, you know, to see the band, pay the money to buy the T-shirt, the CD. I'm, I'm going to charge from the, to say hi. I don't think so, you know. So right. we're, we're not really into that. And that way it's a, you know, it's a two-way street. We give out, they give out, and hopefully everybody's happy, you know. Yep, exactly. Well, one thing that's going to make everybody happy is this brand-new release from Raven. It is called Metal City. When is it out, John? September 18th. Okay, so a few more and I weeks. I can tell to- you with a with a bit of luck, if I if uh, if we get it together with a bit of luck, we should have something extra out. Uh, maybe maybe tomorrow. 
Okay. Let's see how it goes. There might be something coming out tomorrow. I've got to, it's, I've been getting messages from my brother behind this that I've got to check out. So let's see what happens. <laughs> Very good, man. Well, I'll tell you what, John, why don't you give the plugs where people should go, whether it's online or on Facebook or wherever to, uh, to keep up with you and with Raven and everything that's going on. Well, the website is www.ravenlunatics.com and it's under construction at the moment. So hopefully within the next week or two, it'll be back up and running. We had to uh, take it to the hospital for major surgery. So that's getting <laughs> fixed up. You can catch me on Facebook at John Gallagher Raven, uh, official Raven for the, the Raven page on there and Twitter, official Raven and i'm not sure what we're on on instagram it's on one of those damn things i try to post on everything all the time sure. but uh come on board check it out uh new album september 18th metal city and it's gonna blow your mind it certainly will so check it out and uh john thanks so much for coming on to aftershocks absolutely brilliant thanks so much man and we see everybody 2021 all right. Thanks for listening to Aftershocks. For more episodes, go to our website at www.aftershockspodcast.com. Visit us on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages for more news and information on the podcast. And be sure to subscribe, listen to, and review all episodes on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all other podcast platforms. For your music listening pleasure, visit our website or go to www.shockwavesradio.com. For all comments and questions, please email us at info at aftershockspodcast.com.